Welcome to The Design Board, a podcast created by the team at Upspring that focuses on design, development, and everything in between. We invite innovators in our industry and explore topics that support your growth in every way. The Design Board is a proud member of Surround, a podcast network from Sandow Design Group featuring the architecture and design industry's premier shows. Check it out at surroundpodcast.com. Welcome to today's episode of The Design Board, a podcast by Upspring that focuses on design, development, and everything in between. Today, I am joined by the inspiring Lawrence Carr, a trailblazer in sustainable design. Lawrence Carr is a regenerative designer and circularity expert. A charismatic and passionate circularity advocate, Lawrence is also a sustainability ambassador for Maison et Objet and recently launched Studio Lawrence, a sustainable home goods brand specializing in mindful luxury created in collaboration with nature's legacy. Today, we dive deeper into her remarkable journey and learn how sustainability can seamlessly blend with luxury in the world of design. All right, well, let's dive right in. Uh, Lawrence, can you share with us the journey of building your own design firm, Lawrence Carr Inc., from the ground up? What inspired you to embark on this path? Well, first, thanks for having me. It's great to be here. So I I really consider myself as a global citizen. I lived uh, so far um, on four continents and seen the effects of many cultures on their environments, for better or worse. This experience has deeply shaped my worldview. But, you know, early in my design career, I learned more about the harmful impact of the build environment, design, and furnishing industries on our Earth's resources, which truly ignited my passion for environmental sustainability in the field and also inspired me to create my own firm dedicated to responsible regenerative design. So this sense of responsibility extends into my personal and professional mission and is also truly reflected in everything I do, which is why I was moved to become an advocate for sustainability and circularity beyond my own firm and across the industry. I also feel confident that with the right education and efforts to raise awareness, we could be a large part of a solution to turn things around and lead other industries toward a more sustainable, a more healthy future. And and, and truly, I'm honored to be a large part of this vital movement. That's incredible. I think there is really so much to take from travel and culture that can really inspire moving the movement forward so much faster. So I think that is really, really incredible. Congratulations on the launch of Studio Lawrence. Can you tell us a bit about what inspired you to create a luxury, sustainable home, home goods brand? And what does it what sets it apart from traditional home goods that are on the market? Yes, of course. Um, you know, with the launch of Studio Laurence and its first capsule collection, we, we really are solidifying the fact that investing in sustainable materials and manufacturing processes does not negate quality. Um, the studio's mission is to really design with finite resources in mind and produce contemporary artful objects and furnishings in harmony with nature and not at its expense. So I created a capsule collection of sculptural and handmade vessels that employ cutting-edge technologies that prioritize circular materials and champion conscious consumerism. Uh, 
So to that end, we frequently collaborate with like-minded manufacturers from different parts of the world to embrace our sustainably-minded ethos without really compromising value or artistry. Hence, our collaboration with nature's legacy for the vessels. Our materials are certified by Cradle to Cradle, Beardy and the Sustainable Furnishing Council and other third-party certifications. And they are manufactured by Nature Legacy, which is based in um, the Philippines. And they are the first B Corp certified company in the Philippines. I also think that, you know, we really decided to do that. I really decided to collaborate with and to, to create subsequent collections with other manufacturers because too often the word luxury or the theme of luxury is associated with excess. And Studio Laurence offers a new, more elevated consciousness behind luxury home goods. Let's chat through the materials and the process that are used in your partnership with Nature's Legacy. It's, you know, the collaboration is incredibly fascinating. I'd love to understand more um, behind the sustainable materials and the process that are being used in this partnership. Absolutely. That's a fantastic question. Um, I mean, as a certified B Corp, Nature Legacy's processes are often zero waste, highly circular, and in alignment with 15, number 15, or actually 15 of the 17 United Nations Sustainable Development Goals, which is of high importance to me as a member of the United Nations Conscious Fashion and Lifestyle Advisory Committee. And, and I can talk about this later. But to answer your question, Studio Laurence's vessel collection is manufactured with unique biomaterial innovations from Nature Legacy that are as lightweight as they are highly durable. And they also promote the, that harmony between nature and everyday objects. So one material is called stone cast. And this material offers the grandeur of natural limestone with a durability brought about by an innovating manufacturing process. This material is handmade from natural crushed stone and dry stamped into a mold to stimulate how the earth makes limestone. Another material is called Newcast. This one has the distinction of being archived in Material Connection as one of the world's most sustainable materials. It is a patented, re-engineered recycled paper-based composite that offers a flexible and practical alternative to traditional finite materials like stone and metal. Newcast can mimic most natural textures while being 100 times more lightweight, durable, and recyclable. And another example is NatureCast. NatureCast won the 2015 Gold Invention Award in Geneva, Switzerland. It is a biodegradable and recyclable you know, product material made from rescued agroforest debris held together by a proprietary water-based binder. So as you can see, these are you know, fantastic materials to work with. No, absolutely. You're not just a designer. You also serve as a sustainability ambassador for Maison Elbje and sit on the advisory board for the UN Conscious Fashion and Lifestyle Network. Can you tell us about your work in advocating sustainability on a broader scale? Considering your role in these influential positions, how do you make change and how are these important? Yes, yes, of course. It's been a tremendous honor for me to share my expertise in regenerative and circular design, whether on large stages or in small groups. 
Sustainability has been on everyone's lips for a few years now, but it's not making enough of a dent in our mitigation of climate change. It is still really, truly misunderstood, undervalued, I'd say, and underrepresented, especially in the built environment industry, which we know now because everybody's talking about this. Uh, the built environment industry generates nearly 50% of annual global CO2 emissions. That is a very, very large number. I mean, circularity takes sustainability several steps further. I'm really passionate about the circular economy and circularity. And this has the potential for a far more potent impact than just sustainability alone. And yet, it really remains rather than an unknown concept. You know, my mission is to raise awareness about what circularity is, why it matters, and how we can apply the concepts of a circular economy to the built environment. The, the, the circular economy holds promise for achieving several of the United Nations Sustainable Development Goals, including energy, economic growth, sustainable cities, sustainable consumption and production, climate change, oceans, and life on land. So when we know that over 70% of a product's life cycle cost and environmental footprint are determined during its design phase, by planning for a more circular future, we can really reduce carbon emission, restore nature's biodiversity, and make a tremendous positive impact on climate change. And that starts by really planning for the very, very beginning of a design phase, the concept phase. You know, the selection of materials, how it's going to be designed, and, and, and what's the life you know, and cycle of that product. And it all starts with awareness and education. So that's how we provoke the adoption of his methods and inspire people, I think consumers and companies to take action. Well, you are definitely championing championing the thought leadership and um, and using your platform to really move move the the mission forward. So um, I think that's incredible. Thank you. Speaking of showcasing, um, you've recently showcased your work at Paris Design Week um, and also curated a design activation titled "Circularity in Action Denmark" in January. Can you share your experiences and the significance of such platforms for promoting sustainable design? How are they relevant? Well, you know, this is such a great question. You know, being part of these large-scale industry trade shows and events is a wonderful, wonderful way to reach large audiences and truly spread awareness and interest in circularity in an efficient and exciting way. I believe that the best way to educate is through storytelling, which is why I particularly enjoy curating and designing activations at trade fairs or at large public events, B2B with B2B or B2C audience uh, that are immersive and impactful experiences for those who visit. It's one thing to tell people how great sustainable and circular design can be and why it matters, but I find it's much more powerful to show them, to create immersive experiences which are an effective way to open people's mind, dispel myths, and truly inspire action. Events like Maison Objet in Paris, you know, are where trends are set and movements are made. So it follows that circularity and sustainability must be elevated and celebrated to help everyone who visits, you know, whether they're rookies in the industry or long-term professionals, understand the importance of adopting these methods, in their own work and spreading awareness in their own communities. You've successfully built a world that incorporates sustainability without sacrificing luxury. That is quite difficult. 
Could you share some insight on how others can follow a similar path in their endeavors? Yes, absolutely. I do believe it's all about education and action. Designers can learn more about sustainability and circularity via resources like the incredible Ellen MacArthur Foundation, the International Living Future Institute, which is in the US. Ellen MacArthur Foundation is in the UK. There are organizations like the Well International Institute that talks all about wellness, but then there's a crossover with sustainability. Uh, the Sustainable Furnishing Council is a very important uh, organization throughout the furnishing industry in the US and they're based in North Carolina. They can also, designers can also learn f- about healthy materials through the amazing Healthy Material Lab at Parsons, the new school. Um, it's a fantastic online course that you can take, uh, you know, anytime from anywhere and it's just extremely educative. There's also Mindful Materials, the organization that just launched a, a common common framework. And then there is a material bank, you know, ordering online uh, your materials and then contributing to carbon, you know, emission uh, by just ordering materials through that uh, platform. It's incredible. So many, so many manufacturers and brands join uh, material bank, you know, by Sando. So manufacturers can definitely improve their transparency about how they source and craft their products. Also, how they seek out third-party certifications and do life cycle assessments to understand the impacts of their processes. And I do think that consumers can shift from viewing luxury as excess, but rather make really conscious consumerism and essentialism a part of their practice instead. They can support companies, you know, whether, you know, you shop for food, you shop for fashion, you shop for lifestyle, and you shop for interiors, engaging really companies that are engaging in high fidelity sustainability practices with clear transparency standards. And I think there's also so much we can all do to be part of this solution without sacrificing comfort, quality, or style. It's just about truly digging deeper, making small commitments. You know, we can do baby steps to start with. And the more we we learn, the more we can truly embrace a a new lifestyle. Do you have any recommendations on what some of those baby steps might be? What do you look for when you're sourcing materials or creating products? I really look at um, third-party certifications. You know, how was a product made? Where was it made? You know, what is that uh, material? Where does it come from? These are like the first question I ask myself. If I can't find the information through a third-party certification label that is on a cloth, on food, on, um, you know, materials, products, interiors, you know, furniture, textiles, I just I just wonder, you know, why it's not there. To me, there's a lack of tr- transparency. So that's one of the first things. It's really how was it made? Where was it made? And also who made it? You know, it's important to, to understand who, who made it and how, which communities are taken care when they make the products. It's, it's, it's great to just always look for artisans made local communities, but are they taken care of? You know, that's really important, whether they're local or, you know, they're from far away. That was really helpful. Thank you. I think sometimes sustainability can feel so overwhelming, right? If if you don't even know where to start, it's, it's, I, I love, I love that you say, just take baby steps. Anything is progress. And, um, I think a lot of times 
you don't, many don't know what to look for. And so they're taking the communication as something being sustainable at face value when in reality, there are very little things that, that are signals, right? That you can use as a, as a filter to begin with that sort of help to just make your choices, even if they're not completely sustainable, just more and more sustainable so that there's Absolutely. some progress being Absolutely. made. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. And then, you know, our everyday habit. So, uh, you know, remembering to turn off the lights, you know, how much water do I use? Do I really need to use this much water? You know, water is now the new gold currency. It's just, uh, it's going to be sparse more and more, you know, throughout the world. And, uh, you know, how do I really need to buy more of this? <laughs> Again, you know, I, I say it's, it's food, mm-hmm. whether it's, you know, fashion or clothes uh, for our lifestyle or products, you know, it's just, uh, it's really embracing that lifestyle and, and thinking about how can I reuse what I had? You know, even in a fashion, we go back to past fashion from the 80s, 70s. And, you know, there's a lot of uh, antique shopping and, uh, you know, um, recycled uh, clothing that are like really, really in trend. And I think it's, there's value to it. You know, let's not just put more in the landfill. We can't. We can't afford that. No, absolutely. Again, baby steps. My my five-year-old and two-year-old were brushing their teeth together last night, and my five-year-old turned off the faucet and told my two-year-old, "Save the fishies, right, Ella! Save right. the fishies!" And it's those little things, Absolutely. right, that that make a big impact. And it starts young. So again, it's those baby steps. It's not just about you know necessarily. You think about furniture and tile and and flooring and all the things in a project, right? That live in a project, but. I was on a wellness panel yesterday at the design center and um, one of the designers in the audience brought up this amazing thing that I had never thought of saying, and I wish I you know, had a moment to get her name, but she was saying that you know, when they're styling sometimes for a shoot that she'll see team members or, or owners, operators, homeowners running out and saying, oh, I'm going to run to Target and grab a blanket, right, for the shoot. And you're like, this isn't just about creating a sustainable projects so that you then run out and buy a blanket. <laughs> <laughs> target, right? It's it's about um, sort of seeing it through, right? It's not just about the objects that are in that built environment, but also um, the sanctity of the objects. Like that blanket should be sourced from a local artisan. It's something right. sacred, right? Where you're wrapped in a blanket. She she said it so beautifully. She was like, you're wrapped in a blanket when you're born. And in many cultures, it's the last thing right. you're wrapped in also. So really taking a moment to appreciate that 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 sustainability, um, the uniqueness and, and the, and the taking a moment to, to sort of source things that are special down to the blanket is really important because oftentimes those are the materials that are right, the most mass right. produced. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, 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 you know, in, in really, um, recognizing, you know, the object or the textile or the furniture or that piece you just bought, just recognizing the, artisan work, the craftsmanship, and the more you, you recognize, the less maybe you think about quantity, but you think more about quality and having maybe one great piece rather than 10, you know, that they have been purchased less mindfully, I'd say. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. And we don't realize it ourselves, right? I would be, I wouldn't personally think of the blanket. I wouldn't go that far, I don't think. So it was nice to have someone else Mm -hmm. point it out. Absolutely. Building a luxury, sustainable home goods brand is 
unique and an endeavor for sure. Can you share some of the challenges you face marrying sustainability with luxury as it relates to, to the brand and, and how you've navigated these, these challenges? Yes, yes. I mean, you know, in the past, I agree that uh, sustainability and luxury, had, they really seemed at opposite ends of a spectrum. Because in the early days, sustainably designed things lacked refinements. You know, we, we, we used to just really associate, uh, you know, sustainability. Well, in, in terms of furniture, you know, with a sort of brown furniture or something like that. But, but these days, I mean, thanks to so much scientific innovation, you have biomaterials, you, 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 you really have like a plethora of materials and processes to make almost anything sustainably, you know, while we are still retaining high-end luxurious qualities. For instance, for our lunch, uh, partnering with Nature Legacy made this possible. We brought our luxury aesthetics for their stunning yet sustainable biomaterials to meet our standards of design, of function and, and impact. To us, this was like fantastic to really pair luxury and sustainability. In the realm of sustainable design, what are some of the most innovative or groundbreaking projects you've come across recently? Hmm. I, I feel like, you know, uh, sometimes I feel like a broken record, but but I've been really inspired by biomaterials recently. I, I met so many creative innovators who are crafting unbelievable materials and products using waste and or highly renewable natural resources like seaweed, uh, mycelium, and, uh, you know, even fishnets mm-hmm. to make materials, to make furniture, to make proprietary materials. One designer in the Netherlands is taking toilet paper and bacteria from the sewer systems <laughs> to create unbelievable cardboard products and bioplastics, for example. I mean, can you imagine that? Oh, that's incredible. Wow. And then there's, a, there's like a, another company uh, who is using plastic waste from insulin cartridge manufacturing to create these durable city benches. I mean, there really seems to be no limit to creative ways we can give healthy and functional new life to waste and readable resource. We just have to to just keep our eyes open. I mean, anywhere in the world at the moment, we see from, you know, Japan, I heard about a proprietary materials that can be biodegradable, you know, in the sea after 90 days, that's used in 3D printing, you know, in, in Scandinavia, you see all these new products. I mean, it's a mix of whatever you can use through the sea to nature. It happens anywhere, you know, in Europe, uh, in France. I, I just came back from Paris Design Week and uh, Maison Objet. So many, so many products. I remember seeing someone with a textile who just is upcycling textile and is making it cardboard, acoustic sound board. You know, it's, uh, the, you know, I feel like the imagination is endless. The creativity can be endless if we know how to use our finite resources. That's, that's the key, is that just let's, let's stop using these finite resources of the earth and just use what is ex- already existing and be very creative. No, that's incredible. I think the, the, I am seeing the in the time investment and the prioritization of moving of using recyclable materials and and sort of pushing forward in this space it's I feel like it's gaining momentum so quickly it's really mm-hmm. incredible to watch absolutely I think we're at a unique time right now 
Let's talk a bit about the coming years. Can you share any future plans or projects you have in store um, and your mission to promote sustainable luxury? Well, I'm already hard at work on a few exciting new design collaborations for our next product collections. Unfortunately, I can't share yet, but That's okay. you know, stay tuned for, for more on that. Um, I'm also consulting with brands on sustainability, circularity to really enhance their own sustainability standards, you know, from the ground up. And I'm partnering with the United Nations, a few networks and other sustainable brand partners to promote and produce educational exhibits and events in the next year or so. So, you know, and, and I also have a couple of uh, interior design projects, of course. So, you know, we're trying to fit it in all <laughs> uh, in the next, you know, two to three years. That's what's ahead. So please keep an eye out for news as, as things develop. They will develop. Great. We will definitely be watching. We generally like to ask at the very end, if you have any advice to share for anybody who's listening, it can be on anything from navigating the world of sustainability to sourcing products and, you know, anything that you'd like to share. Yeah, no, that's a lovely question. Uh, you know, I will, I will continue to speak about sustainability and, uh, and circularity. I'll just say, you know, um, Really, education is where it starts, and it's it's never too late. We we're just uh, we're wrapping up Climate Week, you know, at uh, the UN um, General Assembly. It's the seventy eighth right now in um, in New York City at the United Nations headquarters, and uh, you know we have to keep being hopeful. We have to keep thinking about the legacy of what happens for our children, grandchildren, and generations to come. So what can we do? I'd say it's it's so important to keep educated, and it's so easy now. It's much easier than, you know, five years ago, than 10 years ago. There is a lot of information online, but uh, the most reliable ones are the ones that really, such as I mentioned, you know, Ellen MacArthur Foundation. That's a great place to start um, and to understand what sustainability and what circularity are about it's it's a business proposition it's it's a win-win for from an economic standpoint you know as well as for the benefit of uh, the people and the planet amazing thank you so much would you like to share where you could be reached if anybody likes to get in touch yes absolutely so we have our website laurencecar.com it's l-a-u-r-e-n-c-e-c-a-r.com and there is a tab there you can just leave a message you know or you can send us at info at laurencecar.com any message and we have our instagram at Inc. we also have our studio laurence which is studiolaurence.com that's the luxury home goods. And you can find us on LinkedIn at either Laurence Carr or Studio Laurence. Beautiful. Thank you so much again for taking the time to chat with me today. We know where to find you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much, Tiffany. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for listening in with us today. We hope you leave inspired by the ideas in today's episode. For more, follow Upspring on LinkedIn and Instagram. And don't forget to check out the amazing lineup of shows brought to you by the Surround Podcast Network at surroundpodcast.com.